3 to 5, Sound Awake on SAFM. And thanks to your views and uh, getting in touch with us. Robert in Great Town, Lee in Brixton and Job in Cape Town. Okay, at uh, 19 minutes past 5, let's talk planting the seeds. Uh, speaking about smoke signals today, why is the smell of grilled meat so intoxicating? And how can we capture its essence? A new device now aims to improve our understanding of plant chemistry and how smoke interacts with food. South Africa is the quintessential braai, and we are rather particular about the type of wood used to create the fire and the consequent smoke produced from it. Debates around which aromatic hardwood is best for your braai are common. What's less common is research on the different origins of smoke and how plant chemistry interacts with food to impart flavor. University of Pretoria researchers Dr. Gary Stafford and MSc student Kali Swart, both medicinal plant scientists in the Department of Plant and Soil Sciences, hope to contribute to it with their new smoke production and capture device. And this apparatus allows for precise and reproducible production of plant-derived smoke that can be captured and analyzed. Let's find out from Dr. Doug, uh, Henny Fisher of the Department of Consumer and Food Sciences about this. He forms part of this dis- transdisciplinary team to access uh, or to assess rather which kind of smoke from which source can be captured to impart the most palatable flavor. Dr. Fisher, thank you so much for joining us. How are you this morning? I am so well, thank you, and yourself? Um, well, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I would have never thought, I wouldn't have thought that there would be research that looks at the different types of smoke and how plant chemistry interacts with, with this. Uh, let's talk about, you know, what inspired this type of, of uh, research. So I'm, I'm the um, consumer part of the, the research team. I'm um, the foodie. I'm the person that wants to put the pieces um, bride meat in my mouth and know how um, the type of wood or the type of combustible material that we use to bry our food on, how that imparts um, in terms of the flavor that I get it when I eat it. So Dr. Stafford and Carly Swart are the plant scientists. They are the people and um, they often have... Um, other um, research areas that um, relate around smoke, like how smoke can be used as a preservative or um, the medicinal uses of smoke. Um, but I'm in the food um, and consumer science area, so for me, it's about um, a consumer's um, enjoyment of um, the smoking that happens when we dry or um, you know how we perceive that smoke and and is it possible to um, trace that and say yes we think that actually in fact this um, piece of burrovos was grilled or dried um, on um, vine stumps versus to do it in, in hawking or whatever. Are we aware of the options that we have available to us when it comes to the type of wood that we use, though? I, I mean, I'm thinking when I'm thinking of doing a braai, I just go straight to a, a supermarket and then buy what's there. <laughs> I think that's part of the research. Um, you know, there's, a, there's wonderful sustainable morality around this. You know, we, we often 
um, would be braying on um, luxurious types of um, woods that perhaps should rather be kept alive and not be used for um, braying, where if we knew what the um, smoke flavor how that imparts in terms of what we um consuming, we could um, potentially buy on undesirable woods or invasive woods or so on. But that's the um, uh, aspect that needs researching. So we, we're, we're at this point not entirely certain how um, the smoke transfers from the actual bry onto the product that we are brying, you know, the meat or um, hopefully um, in future um, some vegetables and so on. And, and that's the essence um, of the study that we are conducting. So what is the type of wood that is best for brise to, to get that <laughs> aromatic uh, <laughs> uh, fume coming through? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a trick question. I think you'll have to um, first give us a little bit of time. So our master's student is at the moment um, compiling a database of research um, in the whole world about what people um, use when they cook on open fires or when they cook um, food on um, directly on coals. So you know we can we can use um, um, wood to make a fire and then we can cook in a pot or um, in a container and then presumably the um, smoke doesn't necessarily transfer into the product. But we also, on the other hand, cook directly on um, the coals or on the open fire, and then presumably we do desire the the additional flavor that comes from the smoke. So um, that part of the research is not... um, There's a a lot of um, research that still needs to be conducted. We are not entirely sure if the actual smoke that um, um, is... Um, that comes off this um, material that we are burning, if that um, um, imparts a particular characteristic to that um, meat that we brine. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that's the wish with this um, research is to say, these are the 10 best items to cook on. You know, you should um, be using pine cones to do your fish on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pine is one of those things that are, um, contentious because pine has other volatile um, flavors in the wood, and um, people w- might say that you know if you uh, if you bry on pine that it um, gives an undesirable flavor to the to the food. So at this point, there is no um, good answer for that yet. Yeah. But we're we're hoping to get there and and be able to tell you these are the perfect woods to do your your bry on. Yeah, that smell of grilled meat, though, is quite intoxicating. I feel like it doesn't even matter what spices you use. When it just hits the bride, something else. It smells so great, you know? And that's, that's so South African, you know. we um, through, uh, Across all our cultures in our country, people completely adore a bride. And um, for me, as a consumer scientist, that's the interesting part of it. I think South Africans have quite a, 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 have a palate for smoky food. You know, we... We um, don't easily find something in South Africa that's called green bacon, mm-hmm. and um, mostly bacon are um, cured and smoked. But um, in South Africa, it's quite difficult to find um, the, the unsmoked part, and um, sometimes in recipes that is a desired 
um, product yield. So um, I think we have quite um, a, a palate that is uh, that likes a little bit of smoky flavour to our food. You know, mm-hmm. you, there are a lot of um, foods in South Africa that are smoked smoke if you think about snook, if you think about trout, if you you know, they, they, they I think we have a palate for, for smoky food and and that's why we love a braai so much. So this new device then that, that wants to improve our understanding of how smoke interacts with food, is that currently available or that's also still in development? So the, the the actual technique isn't new, um, but the, the the idea behind this um, piece of equipment is that we can capture the smoke and we can um, so we can burn something in this chamber and capture the smoke and reproduce it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The problem with um, using it in an uncontrolled environment is that there's so many outside um, attributing factors that could um, make it unreproducible. So the the machine is there so that we can um, capture the same type of smoke that was burnt at the same temperature for the same duration so that we have a reproducible um, result at the end of the day to say, um, you know, from acacia we get this type of smoke that um, is, is come, that comes off there. And then furthermore, um, to do some sensory research and to say that, you know, people are, are, are truly able to distinguish if um, a tomato that was done on the uh, it has been smoked and not necessarily being done on the bride, but smoking as a, a culinary technique these days is quite fashionable. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, if if I smoke that tomato and it's being smoked with rooibos tea, that I that the consumer can actually um, distinguish between that tomato being um, smoked with another type of wood or another combustible material. And and that um, is research that is still um, quite lacking and we we need to um, pinpoint that. And, they, you know, there's lots of advantages. Um, smoke in general isn't a very healthy um, uh, um, process and, um, you know, we can, we can also um, hopefully find, um, the, be able to pinpoint the bad ones um, amongst um, the woods and say be, be cautious of these ones because they have other attributes that are not desirable. All right, so what would you say we should be doing differently then? Because we will definitely be brying. Uh, you, you mentioned rooibos tea there also. I didn't know about that one and what it can produce. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely be brying. We've already started to bry. What would you say? Yeah, I, I think we don't want to bry on rooibos tea, but, um, you know, um, they, I, I think um, people often um, have... Um, um, herbs in their um, garden. You know, you might have a um, a rosemary bush. You might have bay leaves in your garden, and when you prune them, those pe- those parts just land up on your compost heap. It w- it would probably be a good idea to put them aside and dry them. And when you dry, just add a little bit of those um, dried um, herbs onto your dry fire, and um, then hopefully those aromatics will transfer onto your meat and 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 give an improved flavor awesome all right (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much again for joining us this morning doctor it's my pleasure
Dr. Henny Fisher of the Department of Consumer and Food Sciences chatting to us on SFM Sound Awake. Messages from uh, other members uh, saying, 